Thank you for listening to the Sage Saith podcast. It's indeed a wonderful day now that you're here. Grace be unto you and peace. Number 210623, A Year with the Church Fathers. Don't let confusing scriptures discourage you. Don't let the obscurities and difficulties in scripture keep you from reading, says St. John Chrysostom. Keep trying and ask for help when you need it. But, someone objects, are the parts containing the signs and wonders and histories also clear and plain to everyone? This is a pretense and an excuse and a mere cloak of idleness. You do not understand the contents of the book. But how can you ever understand while you are not even willing to look carefully? Take the book in your hand, read the whole history, and retaining in your mind the easy parts, pursue frequently the doubtful and obscure parts, and if you are unable but by frequently reading to understand what is said, go to someone wiser, betake yourself to a teacher, confer with him about the things said, show great eagerness to learn. Then, when God sees that you are using such diligence, he will not discard your performance and carelessness. But if no human being can teach you what you seek to know, God himself will reveal the whole. St. John Chrysostom, 4 Discourses 3.3 In God's presence, consider what parts of the Bible are most difficult for me. Where could I go for help in understanding them better? Closing prayer. Lord, broaden my understanding and make it clearer so that I may understand the things your prophets have written and send your Holy Spirit to guide me as I read Through the Year with Thomas Merton A New Summer Wind and Sun Cat Bird Bickering in a Bush Ringing Bells and Blowing Whistles and then Squalling in a Lamentable Fashion Trees are all clothed and benches are out and a new summer has begun The Sign of Jonas Magnificat, June 2023, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, and 16 through 18. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them, otherwise you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen. I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that the others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, 
they neglect their appearance, so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to others to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. The Meditation of the Day. Hoping to be repaid by the Father. Most Honorable Lady and Mother in Christ, may the grace and consolation of the Holy Ghost be with you always. Your letter found me still dwelling in these regions of death, but very soon to pass into the land of the living to praise God forever. I thought to have made my last passage before now, but the violence of the fever, as I told you in my last letter, diminished somewhat and so brought me to the glorious feast of the Ascension. Since that time it has again increased by reason of the inflammation in my chest, so that now I shall soon enjoy the embraces of my Heavenly Father, in whose bosom I hope to rest safely and forever. Now, if charity, as St. Paul says, makes us weep with those who weep and rejoice with those that rejoice, how great should be your joy at the grace that God grants you in bringing me to true joy and assuring me that I shall never lose it again. I confess to you that I am quite confused and overwhelmed by the thoroughness of the divine goodness, that boundless and fathomless ocean that calls me to an eternal rest after such short and trivial labor, which invites and calls me to heaven to that sovereign God that I sought so negligently and that promises the fruit of those tears I sowed so sparingly. Beware, dearest mother, of wronging the infinite goodness by weeping for one as dead who is living before God to help you with his prayers far more than he could while here below. This separation will not be for long, for we shall meet again and enjoy each other's society in the next life, never to be worried of it, united together with our Redeemer, praising Him with all our strength and singing His memories forever. I do not doubt that you will put aside human considerations and so will easily attain to that faith, to that pure and simple obedience that we owe to God, offering Him freely and promptly that which is His own, and all the more willing the dearer it is to you, knowing for certain that all He does is good, and that he only takes back again what he had before given to you for no other reason than to put it in a place of safety and to give it what we all desire for ourselves. I have said all this merely in order that you and all my family may acknowledge my departure as being an extreme gift and that you may follow and aid me with a mother's blessings to pass this gulf and gain the shore of all my hopes. All I have done it more willingly because I have nothing else left to prove the filial love and reverence which I owe to you. Once more, humbly deserving your blessing, I conclude your most obedient Son in Christ. Golden Nuggets, number one, inspired by John, chapter 12, verses 26.
To know the will of God is the greatest knowledge. To find the will of God is the greatest discovery. And to do the will of God is the greatest achievement. If anyone serves me, he must continue to follow me, to cleave steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my example in living. And wherever I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Golden Nugget number 2, inspired by Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28. People with tact have less to retract. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5. If the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, you can bet the water bill is higher the Chesterson day by day. Mankind has, in nearly all places and periods, seen that there is a soul and a body as plainly as there is a sun and moon. But because a narrow Protestant sect called materialist declared for a short time that there was no soul, another narrow Protestant sect called Christian Scientist is now maintaining that there is no body. What's wrong with this world? Reflection. When a man begins to train himself in keeping silent, silence seems to him to be lesser than speech. But when he is trained in silence, then he knows that speech is lesser than silence. A monk said to St. Sissos, I would like to preserve my heart, but I cannot. The elder responded, How can we preserve the heart when the gate to our heart, the tongue, stands open? Charolos, the nephew of Lycurgus, was once asked why his uncle issued so few laws. He replied, For those who speak little, many laws are not needed. A quotation by St. Augustine. Resentment is like waiting for the other person to die. Ancient wisdom for today's world. The danger of marrying a rich wife. A poor man who is simple and of humble origins marries a girl belonging to a family that is important and influential and very rich. An inevitable situation, you say. Nothing of the sort. When women have enough food for their pride, there is no stopping them. Like a flame fastening onto dry wood, they raise their heads and break all bounds. The wood they raise their heads and break all bounds. The husband becomes a doormat, not to mention the butt of scolding, humiliating, bullying. I have often heard it said by a man who is about to marry, the important thing is that she's rich. I'll think about making her draw in her horns later. Such reasoning takes no account of the difficulties of the job, and even if it were possible, it would lead to serious problems. For when a woman is kept under by force or fear of violence, the situation becomes more painful than if she were in command, because violence destroys both love and joy. If there is no longer any affection, no longer any impulse to love, if there is only fear and force, 
What value can there be in that marriage? John Chrysostom on virginity.